This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by... Video Games Monthly. You may have heard us talk about this one, but you have to check out Video Games Monthly. They're a monthly subscription service that delivers retro video games right to your door, and you never have to send them back. VGM is a must for gamers who love retro video games and are trying to build or rebuild their collection. Every month they send out a variety of games, both well-known retro favorites to the unique ones, to make sure you consistently get a well-rounded gaming experience. Video Games Monthly offers boxes of 3, 4, or even 10 games for any combination of NES, SNES, Nintendo 64, Sega Genesis, and both Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Take a look at their website at www.videogamesmonthly.com to sign up for your monthly variety of retro video games. And remember to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. All right, we're rocking and rolling. Well, we are live here at Gods and Monsters, here for the movie premiere of The Dark Side of Disney. Of course, it's the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce, and this is Deuce. And I am so, so pleased to introduce Philip's mom. Have <laughs> a you introduce yourself to everybody out there in listening land. Hello, listening land. This is uh, Beth Swift, um, better known as Philip's mother. Well, Mrs. Smith, it is an mm-hmm. absolute pleasure to meet you. Thanks. Well, I connected so much with your story in the movie uh, about you having cancer because my mother also had breast cancer. I'm sorry to hear that. And she's doing well? She is doing amazing. Fabulous. So it was it, nice to, to hear that and to hear that you were doing well. And I, and I connected so much with that because, you know, uh, breast cancer is, is, is a silent killer. And, uh, you know, it, it really kind of it pulled at my heartstrings. And uh, to bring up my mother again, uh, I told her the story. She hadn't seen the movie. Told her the story about your mother and oh. how you put her ashes at Disney, and she started tearing up just hearing the story, never seeing the movie, and it, just such an amazing experience. Um, it, my mother lived with me uh, 45 of the 49 years that I had her. Um, we lived in you know s- several different households. Um, basically, was my son's second parent, um, and. Um, Kind of jokingly, when we um, made the decision um, to start treating her cancer, which was lung cancer, you know, we were talking about services, and there has always been a plot down in Winter Haven. Here. That's where I live. That's where my mom and dad grew up. Oh my goodness! So I've been coming so, yeah. to Winter Haven my entire life since so, yeah, 1955. A local, a local connection because I was born Absol- and raised in Winter Haven. Absolutely. Still live in Winter Haven. So. Absolutely, and. Um, so she's had a plot there for years, yeah. and and I told her, I said, unless she died in, in Florida, we weren't going to be able to bring her body down. It's yeah, too expensive. It's way too expensive. And I said, you know, and we talked about cremation, and then she sort of jokingly said, well, that's good. Um, you know, I want you to put me over on the Gulf Coast, but, you know, the, the moat at the castle would be fine, too. Yeah. And I said, fine. And she goes, oh, I'm joking. I said, I'm not. Yeah. Not a problem. I'll figure it out. Well, I think it was so funny, the story, because you said you, you basically brought her in in little, like, Ziploc baggies. Ziploc snack, snack bags. Snack bags. And then you put them into, like, Coke uh, uh, cups, and then you dumped it in the moat. Um, and we just tipped them in and yeah. let it go. Which, I, I've got to say this just for our legal department. Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce does not support or condone any of these actions, and we don't recommend you do it. But I think it is the sweetest story I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, and I wouldn't recommend. I would die. I would have. I would have been crushed if we had gotten caught and kicked out for good. Well, I would have been crushed. That was my favorite line in the movie. She's like, "If you do anything to get me banned from Disney, me and you are going to have serious problems." Um, I, I guess that's and that's silly because it's 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 it sounds so um, petty in the world, yeah. you know, today. And I said it, it but. It's just what it is. You know, well, so. and, and you love going to Disney. I like do. Philip says, you go every year. Now, where where are you living now? I live in Akron, Ohio. Oh, nice. I have an annual pass, so oh, wow. I probably go more than once a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, you got to to pay for that annual pass, because if you don't go more than once a year, it's totally not worth I, it. I still have family down here in Florida, so, you know, you make combination trips. Oh, well, there you go. And a lot of people I know do that. They mm-hmm. do the combo trips of going to Disney and seeing their family, because a lot of people have family that live right. down here. Because we're definitely a very transient community. What is your what drew you into Disney? 
I'm not really sure why, other than I've always um, um, enjoyed the movies. Um, I am, am a movie person, um, needless to say, and Philip will, will say the same thing, and obviously that's what I raised. Um, as someone who um, enjoyed the movies, enjoyed s- stories being told by other people. Right. Um, and I think I didn't come originally um, when I was down here. Uh, the park started when I was in high school. Right. Uh, the first time I was here was when I was in college. Oh, wow. Um, so it was um, probably um, seven years into the Magic Kingdom before oh, wow. Epcot. And I came down in college and, and we went into the parks. Um, and then my grandparents were still here, and Philip was, you know, young, and my mom and I would come to visit, and we thought, oh, let's go up to the Magic Kingdom. And yeah, and take Philip. Once we started, we it Never just stopped. started. I took nephews and Philip and family and, and, you know, nieces and, you know, people that Philip graduated from high school with, and we just <laughs> So it just became a, became a thing where you kept coming every single time. Um, what is probably your favorite attraction at Disney? Um, if I narrow the parks down, um, uh, you can give me one for each if you yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. If I narrow the parks down, but um, I at the Magic Kingdom, um, I would probably go with the Haunted Mansion. That's my favorite there too. Um, I, Peter, I love Peter Pan's flight for as as silly as it is, and the sound is awful in it. And yeah, and it's it, been it's, there forever, it is, it, and it, I don't think they've done a rework on it in forever. No, and, and with technology the way it is, you know, you could. Um, I always end up with a fast pass or late at night yeah. doing it, so I don't wait in line, so I haven't seen any of the new yeah. um, stuff they put up, you know, to... Oh, to, you haven't done the, the mine the long, part? I haven't, done the, I haven't done the long line for Peter Pan. Yeah. I've done the mine ride. I was... Not, I was under-impressed with the mine ride, the new oh, well, Snow White Oh, you did a lot better ride. than me. Uh, me and my girlfriend, and I can't believe I'm going to tell this story on air, I have a, uh, I don't do roller coasters very well. They locked that thing down. As soon as they locked it down, I said, nope, nope, and I made them get me off. So they stopped it, got me off, and there's like a line of little kids like, what's wrong with him, Daddy? And they're like, oh, he's a wuss. <laughs> so as I'm getting because off, it's a I'm really, like, yeah. it's a really tame roller coaster, Th- just so you know. That's what everybody says, and I need to go. I think the problem was Stone Cold Sober Deuce couldn't do it. If I had two beers in me, I'd probably been like, ah, let's go, let's do it. I've but always, I, I, don't, I don't like the roller coasters. I've always gone on the roller coasters with the kids that came yeah, yeah. or friends that I've talked into it first time. Yeah, okay, yeah. fine. Um, I love the Tower of Terror, though. Oh, and, I can't do that. I that love, free fall kills me. I love it. I love it. Doesn't bother me a bit. Now, roller coasters, I, and rock and roller coasters, yeah. I will never get on no. it again. Been there, done that. Done that. That's I'm it. done. That's it. Um, I don't love Aerosmith enough to get yeah, on it again. No. <laughs> and I can't. Um, Star Tours bothers me because I, it's the same reason I don't do video games other than yeah. I'm not really interested in that spatial problem bothers me. Yeah, and, and then so, bouncing you yeah. around, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I know I love, I absolutely love Tower of Terror. Um, and Epcot's interesting because Soaring's great, but... Um, yeah, I haven't done Soren yet. That's well, the we only did one it. We did it in California when oh, California Adventure opened. The oh, weekend okay. it opened, Philip and I went out because I was an annual pass holder. We were able to get passes. Oh, nice. And so Philip and I went to California... <laughs> Excuse me, and um, and wrote it there, and it, I, it's fascinating. But I've always said, which is what they're finally going to do. Right. It should be Florida. Why do I have California here in Walt Disney World? Yeah. The no. movie should have been Florida, Florida, and it shouldn't have been that big a deal for them to have made it. No, not at all. So hopefully that is what the rehab is going to be come January that they're supposed to be working towards. Well, I'm hoping, and plus we're going to see a lot of new things coming soon because they're adding the new Frozen section right. over at Epcot, which I'm sure that the, the people that had that section before are really happy about. Yeah. Um, you know, and are, are you going with them to Food and Wine tomorrow? Yes, I am. I'm, and I'm here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So oh, I'm, nice. So Monday I'm going back to finish the last day out. So, oh, well, what yeah. are you going to do on Wednesday or the, your last day? Um, I'm not. I, what I probably will do is um, just just walk the world and see what I didn't taste and, and look at, you know. and I've got to give you three recommendations. Okay, absolutely. One is Ireland has a seafood... Goodness, what they call it? It's like a seafood pot pie, but oh, it's, yes. it's uh, mashed potatoes on top, and it's scallops and shrimp Fabulous. and lobster underneath. 
Uh, they have in Canada, they have this amazing, it's a beef medallion, but it's a filet with truffle butter sauce on top. Phenomenal. And also, you've got to try the lobster roll. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the yeah. lobster roll kills it every, every year. year. It's fabulous. Every year. This year, I'm not going to lie, it was a little bit more bready than mm. it's been in years before, and I was not happy about that. But those were the three things that's like you have to try when you go. It's, it's funny because I always go get, um, in France, I have to have the escargot, which are nothing. Oh, yeah. nothing. I mean, it's nothing. They're yeah. not even, you know, it's like, again, it's almost all bread, not yeah, exactly. escargot. Yeah. And they do, instead of a Cure Royale, they do a Palm Royale. Um, yeah. And so I will get one of those. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it's like up for that. I love um, the the lamb in, in New Zealand oh, and Australia, whichever one. The lamb is a fama- it amazing always is. this year. And um, there's a couple of new, there were, if you go every year, you recognize, oh, they do the same thing. Oh, yeah. that's the same menu, you know. And, and why change it if it's good, yeah. you know. But if it ain't I knew, broke, don't fix it. Correct. And I know that there's a couple of those, but um, I haven't done it in several years, but the Feast of the Senses, is, you know, is just a phenomenal thing if you want to waste a bunch of money and yeah. have a glutton experience that's the way to go oh my gosh it is it is absolutely phenomenal that was the third one i forgot to tell you about <laughs> it's actually at a place and it's called the chew and it's right near the front yeah yeah uh, it, it is a whiskey chocolate truffle and i'm not a big chocolate person but this knocked my socks no off. no no that, that sounds fabulous yeah it sounds was fabulous. amazing we we, we blew a hundred dollars Probably in, uh, in 60 minutes Absolutely. when we were there. It was, like, th- it was like, bam. Like, we had a $100 gift card to Disney. Right. And we blew that son of a gun in, in less than an hour. I was like, Definitely oh, my not God, hard we to already do. tapped it out. So Not hard to do. No. Um, the one dessert station always does some phenomenal things. Oh, yes. And so I said, and that was an interesting thing because two years post um, um, my treatment, I was back. Um, and, and my... Um, the, the administrator of the nursing home I work that I'm the director of nursing for um, went with me, and that's when I kind of got her Blessing. hung up on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, hung up on the whole thing, and um, we w- we went to the Feast of the Senses and just it blew our minds. It was so much fun, and it was so much food, but it was all different kinds of food, oh, all yeah. different kinds of beer and wine and stuff. And it was just great. It yeah. was it's a wonderful experience. Well, I always tell people to do that because if I remember correctly, Feast of, uh, of the Senses, it's a prepaid ticket. Like you pay for that ticket, but then you get to try like all the different things, all the different you drinks. Do. Yeah. Um, originally it was a hundred and a quarter for like three hours of food, eating whatever yeah. you could eat. Yeah. Um, there's about five or six colored stations that right. you know, red, blue, green, and um, there are at least two in each station that had. Um, small bites of right. a particular dish there was a wine at each station yeah um there was a huge dessert station huge cheese station yeah uh cirque du soleil oh wow you know had the center stage a little center stage set up so they would come and entertain during oh, that's the time phenomenal. and you just kind of walked and in, in you know found a little table to stand at and gobble and move on to a next one and nice. run into people where'd you get that where'd you get that <laughs> oh i got it at the green section so well, I'm hoping mm-hmm. at least you'll find somebody nice at the Eat to the Beat oh. when you go, because that's my favorite that's part. Fun. We went last Friday to see Sister Hazel, which is one of oh, my favorite bands. great. I go and see them every time they come. I, I, bet. I I've got about six people that are on my speed dial list that all work for <laughs> Disney, and it's like, all right, who do I have to suck up to this year? Who will get me in Give to me see the them? list. Yeah, yeah it's give like, me the list. Let it, me know. Exactly. <laughs> who do I got to call on the red phone, you know, oh, to exactly. make sure that I can get in? It's like... You can leave me. You don't have to stay. Like, I'm going to go. I, I promise I'll behave, and I'll, I will go and see Sister Hazel, and I will leave. But uh, we went this year, and it was it was a phenomenal It's always time. fun. It's so much fun. It really is. Um, um, we've seen a couple of different play, uh, people in there and some of the older bands. Um, yeah. But we were there when Boys to Men came back out, oh, and I was there, awesome. and it was it was really wonderful. Yeah. It, it was just wonderful, um, it, it, and it's so funny because everybody, you know, yeah. it, it, are doing eighties songs and nineties yeah. stuff, and it's like well, and crazy. That's what I like because they mix it up. There's definitely some eighties bands, some nineties bands. You even get the throwbacks, Survivor, like Chris, Survivor, <laughs> and Christopher Cross, Christopher you know, Cross, you know, who yeah. I love. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's so many. There's a little bit of something for everybody. That's why I always try and pick. Like, I always go to Sister Hazel, but I try and find one that I can take my mom and my right. dad to. So then we'll all go 
for that. So, yeah. And it's a, it's a good, it, at least in my opinion, just like Disney always is, it's a good family experience. Like, it really you can is. You go as a family, you can drink, you can eat, you can watch a good band. And I think that that's, to, to me, that's what it, and, and they joked, um, one of Phil, Philip's first full-length films was a film dedicated to the friend that he lost. Yeah. Um, to leukemia. And when Stephen passed, um, the kids were at the house and we were going through photos to pull photos. Yeah. And it was almost a joke because I've got this drawer that I've just thrown stuff into. And they were going through and it's like, oh, Philip, look, you're at Disney World. Yeah. Philip, guess what? Here's another one. Here's another year. Here's well, another age. Oh, here's Stephen and you at Disney World. Tell me about mm-hmm. this movie. I haven't heard anything about this movie or his The original movie is P.V. Reese. Um, yeah, it's okay. absolutely wonderful. Um, you'll, you need to get to have Philip talk to you about it. I will. Um, and it's really a wonderful, wonderful film. And it's a wonderful, um, you know, homage to his friends and... Um, how um, a group of people that grew up together feel, you know, stay close. Yeah. You know, and how life affects all of us. Well, th- and that's mm-hmm. the thing, especially with life and with friends, it, it comes at you so fast, oh, and so hard. You, you just can't expect what's going to well, happen. Well, and it's the same with family. Like you said, with your yeah. your um, mother with breast cancer, my ovarian cancer, you know, that certainly was not anything either of us expected, I'm sure. No, I'm sure you that know? wasn't a life plan. No. Like, oh, I'm going to get cancer this month. Yes, like, yes. Yeah, and, no, and we'll take not, care of it. Yeah, we'll, we'll take care of it. But yeah. we'll survive, and we have, and yeah. so that's the way it's going to be. Which, God bless you. I mean, that's mm-hmm. it's so amazing to hear that story. And that, like I said, when I watched a movie, that's what hit me because of the fact that, you know, I had dealt with it with my mom. Right. And, and, and cancer goes after everybody. It doesn't take, you know, it doesn't take prisoners. It yeah. goes after everybody. We all know there's no six degrees of separation here. No. It's, it's Everything is, you know, it's your next door neighbor. It's, yeah. a, you know, a friend. It's somebody you went to school with. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it's family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is so amazing. What's your favorite part of the film? Um, I, I probably, my favorite part of the film is the end of the film is, is Philip's montage with the uh, baby. for my granddaughter, I Margo. knew that was coming, yeah. <laughs> so that's my favorite part of the film. Well, I don't blame um, you a bit I, for that. I'm uncomfortable with the film. I'm uncomfortable seeing myself on film, though apparently I appear to be pretty easy in you interview with me. Multiple. And he's interviewed me before for, right. for uh, his um, other film and right. uh, for PV Reese, and so... I think that that's um, that could be, and it's your kid. You know your kid, so right. You know. Well, I, I want to say number one, thank you for taking the time out of your oh, schedule to come and, and be on the show with us. And two, uh, congratulations on being cancer free. Thank you. That Five is years. so amazing. Yep. Uh, thank that you is so much. amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate thank it. You so thank much you. For talking to us. Thanks for talking to my son. Thanks. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. Make sure Johnny leaves us in. Damn it, how does this thing work? We are here with John. You are the writer of the Dark Side Disney book. That's right. Leonard Kinsey, author of the Dark Side of Disney. Wow. I am so, so impressed. Your book is amazing. I Thank you. I really am excited to, to have you on the show, but also just to to peer into your mind and and i can actually say this this will not be your last time on the happy hour juice with johnny and deuce we're gonna have you on again soon uh how was it to be in the movie um you know it's cool because i met i met philip when he made the bubble he sent it to me because he thought i'd like it it's a documentary about celebration florida so and i did i loved it so i was kind of a fan of his and then we became friends and he he was like looking to do another project and he's like hey what do you think about me doing a movie on like kind of influenced by your book? So, I was on board from it from from the beginning for a few reasons because I I admired his work. I knew he'd do a great job of it, and I knew if he didn't do it, someone else might, and it wouldn't. It might suck, and they might not involve me in it because I wanted to be involved in it. Well, so, you should. I mean, you you made the book, which is the namesake right. for this movie. I mean, I yeah, mean, it's it's kind of. I don't know what you'd say. It's like making a Marvel movie and not having Stan Lee yeah, sign off on it. Exactly. You know? it's yeah. Because you are the <laughs> mecca when it comes to the dark side of Disney. You are the, the, the godfather, if you will, like the, of that. The yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi, they call there me. There you I think, go. The <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. Our fans will love that. The Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> of the dark side of Disney, which we will say just one more time, just so my legal department doesn't you know jump my ass. 
we do not recommend, we do not agree with, and we do not uh, <laughs> say you should go and do the things you, that they do in the books. It's kind of like the of WWE course. tells you when you watch it. Don't try this at home, kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the things you did in the book I thought were so phenomenal because I, I was born and raised in Winter Haven, Florida. I've, I've lived in Florida right. my entire life. So I've been around these parks my entire life. And to see this dark side of Disney, to me, was phenomenal because I'm like, wow, I did, I didn't see that coming. Like, I didn't <laughs> know you could do. I didn't know you could go behind the scenes. Right. Like, I, didn't, I didn't know those were things you could do. Yeah, and I mean, neither did I uh, until, well, it wasn't the internet in those days. It was like BBSs and stuff. But someone, I mean, there's no way to find out about it then until, unless you knew people who worked there. But. Yeah. But I remember someone had posted a map on, like, some hacker website of the Utilidors. And yeah. I was like, what is this stuff? Like, right. I've never heard of this. And so, yeah, we made it, like, a point the next time I went there to go find these tu- secret tunnels and, and and explore this part of the park that I've, I've been going there my whole life. And never knew that they never were Never knew there. there was this whole other city, like, underneath the Magic Kingdom, essentially. What do you think, when it comes to the book, was the scariest part for you to write? Oh, the scariest, I mean, to <laughs> so the book itself, just releasing it, I was scared to death, like, that within a day of it coming out, you were gonna like, get I was going to get, oh, I thought that I was going to get my door knocked down, and, like, you know, they were going to bust in, and, yeah. like, yeah. Like SWAT team style, and, like, kick in the yeah. front door, and, like, uh, put you in mean, cuffs. I mean, realistically, I thought Disney might sue me for everything I had, you know, like, I didn't, there wasn't anything like it out there, yeah. so... It wasn't because you were the first. You were you were the, yeah. the the first guy on the scene, if you will, when yeah. it comes to stuff like this. Because I don't think anybody had made a book it, about any theme park as risque. I don't know if that's oh, the word definitely to use, no. You're right as yours. Yeah. So it was like wow, and then to be able to go see it at Barnes and Noble and go to be I see know. it at all these booksellers, I'm like, what the fuck? Like yeah. I did not see that coming. So no, I, and to be honest, when I released it, I didn't. I I knew that. Me and my friends were into this sort of stuff. Right. I didn't know if there was anyone out there like me. Um, so I really didn't know if there was a market for it. It was just like I wrote it because people kept asking me, like, just compile all my tips and tricks and stories because yeah. they liked hearing me talk about it. They liked all the tip, the weird tips you didn't find in other guidebooks. And so I kind of wrote it just for, like, my family and friends and right. coworkers and stuff. And so they shut up about it because everyone's like, you should write a book. You should write a book. I was like, yeah. fine, I'll write a freaking book. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know. It turns out there's a lot of me's out there. Well, and see, that's the thing because I, I love when they talk about it, when they talk about your book because I am 33. Uh-huh. I have no kids. Yeah. I am not married. I want to see the darker side of Disney. Now, I'm not going to sure. lie. I don't want to use Utilidors. I don't want to be right. that dark side, but it's like where are the best places to drink? How do you get yeah. free parking? Like right. Some of these things where it's like when you're older – like, you don't want to ride the rides. You want to go drink, party, have a good exactly. time, you know. And you list all those things in the book, which I think is really yeah. neat. It's kind of like a how-to guide of how to have an adult fun time at Disney. It is. So. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And and since then, there's been other books that have come out that that have addressed similar things. But I, I still don't think they... Everybody can be an inno- imitator. Yeah. Nobody can be an innovator like you were. Thank you very much. Yeah, I don't... I think there was something that latched on to with people, just the tone of the book and how nothing was serious and it wasn't, it wasn't like uh, malicious. There was, I, I'm obviously a, a Disney fan. Like I love Disney love world. And I yeah. Think you, when you read the book, you see that how much you love right. Disney. Like the whole book is written with love. Yeah. So it's not like you maliciously put anything no, in there. And there's nothing not. malicious in there. No, there's not. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, there was the tips and then just these, cool people that I'd met who had done things that were even crazier than the stuff that I'd done. Yeah. Like, I was like... Like Hoot and everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. And Shane Perez, who'd gone and swam over to Discovery Island. Like, these people were like, it's like, man, I'm cra- I think I'm crazy. These dudes are nuts. Yeah. So, of oh, course, yeah. I got they, Oh, yeah. Now, it, it, tell me his name one more time, because he's the one who got blacklisted. Shane Perez. Yeah. Shane Perez stole a boat, went over to so, Discovery Island. So there were two as people. As a story, allegedly, so allegedly, wait, so from wait, the legal so, department, allegedly. So that was, so there were two guys. So there's Nomius, yeah. who's actually here tonight. Um, yeah, he stole, in quotes, yeah. of, he, he says he borrowed the boat. Um, allegedly. And, and allegedly. went over there and took a bunch of pictures. And then this guy I interviewed in the book, Shane Perez, yeah. he went over there 
but he actually swam. Wow. Yeah. That is not an easy swim. It very. He said he didn't realize how dangerous it was until later yeah. when people were like, dude, that was really dumb, like yeah. for a multitude of reasons. Anyway, he was a professional photographer, so he took some really gorgeous photos, yeah. posted them on his vlog, and it went viral. Yeah. And um, it became like national news, essentially. Yeah. So. And this dude is like rappelled down into like uh, missile launcher, like underground missile launcher wow. bays and stuff. Like, he's got some balls on him. And uh, you know, to me, like going to the Utilidors is cool and all, but it's nothing compared to that kind of shit. No, so, something like that or like Hoot jumping yeah. off the Horizons vehicle and ex- oh my actually God. walking that around part the ride. Of the video, I'm like, how did he do this? Like, how did I he know. get away with this without just having his, you know, just getting yanked up? by his collar because I'm waiting for any minute right. somebody to straight up Undertaker like choke slam yep. him and be like <laughs> you're done son I'm taking you out of here yeah. like but he's just running around filming everything and I'm like how like, it boggles my mind and me too the, the gojones on these guys right. are huge yeah so I mean like I said I thought I was ballsy and then I meet these dudes and I'm like wow yeah. man I gotta I gotta put their stories in here yeah. like so so the book's kind of like it is a tour guide and like a tips book and but then it's got like stories just about crazy shit and yeah. like then interviews with these guys and like it's kind of a mixed bag it's a little bit all over the place not that i would have done it differently now but it's not a traditional like you know wow, burn bombs guys, yeah. uh tour guide or anything no. like that it's a i would it's an entertaining read i would it put is. it that way and that's a, one thing i like about the book is like you said it's an entertaining read like when you sit down you read it it's actually an inner like it's a page flipper like right. you actually want to get to the next page even if you're not going to disney so tell uh, our listeners how they can find your book it's anywhere that uh books are sold really amazon barnesandnoble.com um well, some, a lot of Barnes and Nobles have it in stock, like in the yeah. actual stores. Um, yeah, wherever you can get it, it's in uh, paperback and ebook, and uh, yeah. And that's the dark side of Disney. But I, I want to ask you a few more questions. Okay. What's your favorite story from the book? My favorite story from the book. I I mean I have a I really have a soft spot for the the Utilidor story. The first time I found the Utilidors, yeah. Because I really did think it was an urban legend, and my friends and I went and scoped it out. And they hide those doors in plain sight. Like, yeah, like they're not like you look dead at them if you're walking yeah. through the park. Yeah, and 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 I had for what 18 years at that point, like that I've been going to the park and never seen these damn doors. Yeah, and so that kind of like quest and then discovery and that sense of danger and camaraderie. It was like it was like Stand by Me, like in Disney World. Oh wow, you know, like I really felt like if uh, you're going for the reference. You got to go with the Stephen King Stand by Me. Sure. <laughs> So, I, I mean, I just thought that, that that to me is one of my best memories of Walt Disney World over and above anything that I've ever done there. Just finding something so cool that was literally right below your feet yeah. the whole time. And I, I compare it to, like, living in a house for 18 years and never knowing there was a basement in the house. Wow. And then you find, find the basement, and it's just like, what is this? Well, it's really interesting, and, and I've got a lot of friends that work at Disney, and knowing that they know about all these Utilidors and hearing their stories, they're like, yeah. And uh, it's one of my favorite parts of the movie, and I don't know if you say it in your book, but he's like, when you go back there, just act like you hate life. Yep. Act like you hate tourists, and you'll blend right in. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's what all my friends say. They like they hate their lives. They would rather be somewhere else. And yeah, yeah. That I mean, we just walked around and no one gave us a second look. And yeah. I remember like the first time I was down there, I actually filmed. I held a camera at my side, and this is when the cameras were a little bit bigger than yeah. they are now. They're not and, cell phones, right? Yeah. And still, no one said anything. Like, wow. And um, it's just I, if you're down there, they assume you're supposed to be down there, but they do now. Check IDs, yeah. as as you see in the movie. Yeah. Philip got his ID checked. Luckily, he yeah. had a fake. He was like, "Hey, here you go." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Just make sure right. you have it out." And they kept yeah. walking. Keep it on display. They don't, don't give a shit. No. And that's the whole thing. If you're not allegedly, if you're not causing problems, if you're not destroying things, if you're not making a mess, like why would they stop you? No. You know, there's no reason for it. And yeah. plus, I mean, they get so many. Uh, the employee turnover's got to be so high. Yeah. That they're exactly. Just like, Okay, this guy's got to be somebody new. So, sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, so that that was really cool. And I know people like 
pass it off like it's no big deal, like, oh, whatever, Utilidors are just stupid, like, and cast members and stuff. Like, it's not a big deal. And, like, that's a, that's a fucking engineering marvel. Like, that, that is... That they put them in the yeah, park where you can't... It's incredible. I mean, you see them, but nobody knows where they go. Yeah. And there's a whole underground walkway and everything. Like, that, and that how, is... It, plus, you got to remember, they built that shit, what, in the 60s? Yeah. Like, this yeah. is... Way back in the day, they yeah. didn't have all the engineering stuff they've got now, and they made that happen. That's phenomenal. absolutely incredible. And that the, all the ride control stuff is down there, and costuming, and there's various cafeterias and trash collection. Like it really is a whole city. There's a bank. Like it's incredible. A bank? There is. There's an employee bank down there. You shit me? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like it's a full-on bank. Like yeah. I go and deposit my checks. Yep. Yep. That is fucking phenomenal. I know. It just it boggles my mind. And the fact that anyone can get jaded to something so cool like that, like, is a little bit sad, but to me it's just always gonna be a real amazing feat of engineering well, that I've gotta say, as being a lifelong resident of Florida, like Disney has always amazed me. Uh and on the other theme parks as well, but Disney has always known how to do it right. Like yeah. I can't explain it any better than that. Yeah. They are top notch. They're always ahead of the game. We got the new Star Wars land coming soon. We got the new Avatar land coming soon. Um, you got so much that they do with the parks that it makes it new. And the food and wine and all the new yeah. things that they add that, you know, it's hard for me to get jaded. Now, then again, if you work anywhere <laughs> at a certain point, you're just going to get jaded. But, yeah, you know, that's it's, true. It really, when I talk to my friends who are cast members, they're so jaded. I'm like, you work at the happiest place on earth. And they're like, Fuck you. Yeah, I'm kind of like, glad yeah. I never worked there, actually. Uh, yeah, because you're right. Like, people do get jaded to it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I still... There's still magic to be had there for me never having worked there. And have even having been there a million times, like, yeah. there's still certain things that really get to me. And plus, now that you're on the dark side, <laughs> like, you really kind of see things that you never saw before. So it actually makes it, every time you go, a little bit different. It does, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, there's there's definitely pluses and minuses to that because something like Epcot, for example, you know, I just fell in love with that park as a child. And now to yeah. kind of see how it is now, like, so being so involved with something and loving something so much can actually be, uh, can cause you a lot of pain because yeah. you see the, some of the things that they've it's done to that park. It's repair. It is, is what and really just, surprised me. Because there's just a lack of, I think, that spirit that really made it to me such a, a beautiful, inspiring park um, as a child. And um, but even then, like when I go back there, like I said, there yeah. are moments I can still find the pieces where yeah. I still feel that that magic. Yeah, because uh, I actually went back there for food and wine just a couple of weeks ago, and. Uh, I went to some of the places and was showing the person I was with saying, hey, you know, they used to have a video game pavilion here because yeah. that was a big thing at Epcot, they, uh -huh. it, especially when I was, like, in middle school and high school. Like, they had a huge video game pavilion. They yeah. had Sega Genesis, Sega yep. 32, Invention. like, yeah, all yeah. the different stuff. An and we walked through that part, and it's like, I can't even remember what it was, but we walked through it and I said, all this stuff used to be here. The carpet smelled like farts. Like, <laughs> yep. it just, it just is such disrepair. And I'm yeah. like, guys, get your shit together. Yeah. So, you know. And that bums me out. But, you know, things are cyclical and maybe it'll have a turnaround. I hope so because Epcot is the park that I feel like hasn't gotten the most love lately. Like, yeah. I know they're going to do the new Frozen Land or whatever, but yeah. that park needs like a really serious upgrade. It does, yeah. And I'm hoping that maybe they'll get it together and be like, all right, we got a master plan for this because, you That'd know. That'd be awesome. Hollywood Studios is getting the upgrade. With it is, the, yeah. The, the Star Wars Land. Uh, Animal Kingdom's getting the upgrade with the Avatar. Yep. They got to figure out, okay, what is our game plan for this? But Disney's always got a plan. We don't always know it because Disney Disney knows entertainment. Like, yeah. I, I cannot fault them for that at all. When it comes to entertainment, they know what they're doing. So They do, yeah. We'll see. I mean, the great thing about Epcot is it was built with a really specific vision in mind and, um, and kind of deviating from that even a little bit. Like, I feel like they've chipped away at it a lot. It'll take someone to come in with a vision of a whole not like here's what we want to do for imagination pavilion or here's what we want to do for spaceship earth some needs come in with a whole, whole revamp yeah, yeah. like it might even like have to take a while like do it in steps because i know yeah. they can't shut the whole park down no which like is fine months. yeah but, but they, they do, do it with revamp. a 
singular vision in mind, not just nitpicking at little teeny things. Like, here's how the here's the goal of this park. Like, yeah. this is what we want people to get from this park, and here's how we're going to achieve that. And yeah, it probably would take uh, ten years to to make that happen. Yeah. And as we, it, I don't know if you, you guys can hear in the background because we are live at Gods and Monsters. We playing, are come and get your love from Guardians of the Galaxy. I, how they haven't made a Guardians of the Galaxy I know, right? There, it, because it's space, Epcot space. Yeah. I mean, like, having a Guardians of the Galaxy ride, how they haven't, like, jumped on that is... The Rather have that mind. than uh, Mission Space. No yeah. shit. Because yeah. Mission Space is like Puke City. Yeah, Like, it is. I don't know anybody who's gone on it that I know that adds them when they got off and, like, i got to sit down, man. I'm about to vomit. <laughs> yep. The old school vomit comment. Well, brother, it has been a pleasure... Yeah. This is the first of many interviews with right, you. I cool. can guarantee you that. Awesome. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us at Gods and Monsters. And you will hear more from us from the Happy Hour with Johnny and News. Well, we've got... Logan on with us. Welcome back to the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce. We got Logan for the movie Dark Side Disney and introduce yourself, sir. I'm Ron Schneider. I was uh, I'm best known as the original Dreamfinder from Epcot Center. I was there when the park opened, I did the voice of Dreamfinder in the ride, and uh, was there from '82 to '87. But uh, I've also worked 40 years in theme parks, from uh, Magic Mountain to Universal Studios on both coasts and Disney on both coasts. Lots of themed dinner shows and special events for 40 years. Wow, well we definitely got two different ends of the spectrum because we've got you, Ron, that was at the theme park working. We got you, Logan, who's notorious for getting high at the theme parks. I did my share when I was younger. Oh, there we go. So we got a, we got a common connection here with Abby and Johnny and Deuce. I wanted to ask you, Logan, because yours was some of my uh, parts of the movie, and like we said, we don't. Uh, con- uh, I've got to say this for the legal department, Logan. Uh, we don't condone or necessarily uh, uh, agree with everything that happened in the movie, but some of the scenes you had in the movie were the most emotional. Oh yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah, for sure. And that's yeah. Yeah, it sorry. Was definitely, no, it's okay. That was definitely some emotional stuff you had in the movie. Now. Tell me about your experience being the original Dreamfinder. That had to be pretty phenomenal. Uh, it certainly was. Um, I uh, grew up, I was at Disneyland the day it opened, and I grew up going to the park. You were the guy that I've been told is a Forrest Gump of Disney. Like, you were there for every great event that's ever happened at a theme park. I, pretty much, yeah. Well, <laughs> one way I'm going to give you one of my cards before you leave because okay. I want you to email me because we'd love to have you on the show because okay. you are phenomenal sir oh, like i said you. you are the forrest gump of disney not that, <laughs> not that you're not smart or anything like that but when it comes to any big event that's ever happened in theme park you've been there ron pretty quite a bit yeah <laughs> well how was it to become the first original dream finder for epcot uh it was amazing i by the time uh epcot opened in 82 i'd been doing theme parks for 12 years and i'd been at universal and uh, done uh, creative work for the parks and i was at disneyland at the Golden Horseshoe Review. It was a Wild West uh, saloon show. Stunt show, yeah. I mean, that wasn't a stunt show. It was a saloon show. Okay. Um, but I was performing there when I heard about the Dreamfinder. It was going to be the uh, kind of the Mickey Mouse, the figurehead for yeah. Epcot Center. And uh, so I did a little research into it. We got a recording of the voice and uh, talked to the people in talent booking, said I would like to be the person to personify this character. Uh, I got to meet Tony Baxter, who created the ride. I got to practice the voice got to do the voice in some of the ride and then uh, being there for uh, the opening was amazing and since I was the first person to play the character I got to uh, develop in my in my own way yeah. did my own research and uh, experimented working with figment and uh, working with the people it was uh, a unique character because he wasn't we didn't just pose for pictures and sign autographs we were um, uh, we had a mission Epcot Center was, yeah. a, was a place with a mission it was. Uh, and oh, uh, sure. so I was representing the process of creativity. And my, my job, as I saw it, was to uh, personify that creativity, draw it out in the guests. So when I was playing with the guests, I would play little mind games with them, besides posing for pictures and right. signing autographs, so that uh, they would have that creative experience themselves. Well, I'll tell you what. I can't tell you how many pictures I have with you as a child that <laughs> you don't even know about because of the fact that 
you were the face of Epcot for so many years. Mm-hmm. And that was a park that adults really wanted to go to, uh, probably because they had alcohol there, but also because of the fact that, like, Disney has always kind of been the kiddie park. Epcot was more the adult park. Like, you'd learn. You could really mm-hmm. get a lot out of it. And I love the Imagination Ride. Like, the original oh, Imagination sure. Ride was amazing. The new one, not so much. No, but the yeah. one you did was phenomenal. I wish they'd do a revamp and just bring your ride back. A lot of people have said that. I, I like to, to do something where they could bring back that uh, place, with, a ride with that same message and that yeah. same uh, eye for character. I remember uh, But reading, update the technology. Uh, sorry. I remember reading somewhere online that, that sw- the switchboard is still there. It just doesn't work. Yeah, well, there's a lot of stuff because people have gone to the upstairs in right. Imagination oh, yeah. Land, and it's still there, and they've gone and seen everything. So uh, I, I would love for them to bring it back. But what's your favorite memory uh, of Disney? Oh, um, well, if you're asking of Disney, doing uh, I, I, between doing Dreamfinder on a daily basis, but also the show that I did at Disneyland, the Golden Horseshoe Review, was a show that was uh, created by Walt Disney in 1955. It ran till 1989. It's the longest-running live stage show in the history of the world. Wow! And I was uh, I got to understudy the the comic lead Wally Bogue. Wow! And doing that oh, show, yeah. it, it had been a dream of mine for 10 years. When I finally got it. It was a very, very, very popular show for as long as it ran. And um, that was a big thrill. Uh, originating the Dream Finder was a big thrill. And uh, also I got to, I was on the opening crew of the Monsters Incorporated Laugh Floor. Really? In Tomorrowland. And oh, so, wow. and getting to play with that machine was another uh, a festival. A lifelong dream, I guess mm-hmm. you could yep. say. Well, well, is there any from any other theme park besides Disney uh, memory that you had that you really, really enjoyed? Oh, yeah. the uh, well, I was on the opening crew of Universal Studios Florida. That's what they told me. And I was the uh, creative manager for the Celebrity Lookalikes. So I had the Marx Brothers worked for me. Oh, wow. And the Blues Brothers. Oh, I wrote all the wow. material for them and uh, hired the people and trained them. Uh, and I had the most amazingly talented crew of Laurel and Harding, W.C. Fields, Mae West, and uh, a lot of them uh, went on to careers doing lookalikes. Um, so that was fun. I did. Uh, I was up in Canada at uh, the Banff Springs Resort playing the man who built the Canadian Pacific Railroad. Wow. I did six years of Titanic, uh, the exhibition, as a tour guide and an wow. uh, actor there. Oh, wow. Um, so it's been, uh, it's been quite a life. I pardon the crass commercialism, but I wrote a book. About my 40 years in theme parks. No, and I want to hear about that book and uh, all of the Happy Hour family and friends. You need to go and buy this book. How can they find it? It's called uh, From Dreamer to Dreamfinder, uh, Life and Lessons Learned in 40 Years Behind a Name Tag. And it's uh, the same fellow who uh, published this uh, Dark Side of Disney Yes, published that book. You can find it on Amazon. We have it uh, paperback, hardcover, uh, digital, and uh, audiobook. Wow. And uh, it's also, you can go to Bamboo, uh, Publish- Bamboo Forest Publishing and order it there, and I'll, they'll send you a signed copy. Or uh, come on down here to Kissimmee and buy me lunch. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is awesome. I definitely want all of our listeners to go out and find that. And like I said, please, please, please send us an email to the card I gave you. I will do that. Because I want to have you come on the show so we can ask you more. Because I know you've got that head is so full of stories. I just want to crack the coconut and get them all out. Wonderful. I look forward to it. Well, sir, it has been an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show. And definitely, thank you so much. And thank you for such great memories of my childhood. (laughs) It's my pleasure. (laughs) Well, Logan, I've got to ask you some questions now. All right. uh, I like to call you the highest man at Disney. Uh, (laughs) How was it like filming that? Um, Initially, I was pretty freaked out because uh, when we walked into Epcot, you were Joe. stoned to the bone, player. Well, that, well me, no. That, that, for legal department, let me say yeah. this. We don't agree, recommend, or you shouldn't do this. We don't condone drug use. But I don't think you should do it, honestly. Period. Yeah. yeah. But you were, like, you were doing dabs. You were doing well, all this yeah. shit. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. oh, my God, this guy is high as a fucking kite. That's Yeah, I'm trying to keep it that way honestly yeah but you're like that's that's how i usually roll yeah that's i mean that's that's the norm like a level of high how high are you right now in this interview oh, well. like on a scale of one to ten 11 11 30. all right Eleven thirty. okay <laughs> don't worry this this isn't gonna air for like multiple weeks you know i don't think they can use it in court allegedly so you should oh, be fine but i mean and the drug war well there you there you go but uh <laughs> Oh, my 
my god because when i saw you and you got so stoned like i don't do drugs but i don't know if i could go to uh disney being that stoned oh well, it's and i've had some like i've had a bad trip there before and it was horrible well i'm sure like because i would think at any minute somebody would snatch like, your ass was, up and was, take you out and be like yeah All right, and you're i'm done. honestly surprised i didn't get kicked out and that's and that's what i'm saying like don't do what i do in the movie because don't do drugs kids uh, yeah and like i have to watch my own ass too i, mean, I get like spooked out when I go there now for this exact reason. Oh, exactly, because they're like, oh, Logan's here. He's oh, got to be high. Yeah, it's like, no, guys, they, I've been drinking water know, all day. I haven't done any yeah, drugs. Yeah, water, like, yeah. Yeah, it's mm. like, no, he's high. Yeah, I'm like king of the Disney water bottle vodka. For Is that sure. a thing? Oh, for forever. How do you get, even get that in? Back pocket, man. Oh, okay. So you, what, do you take a water bottle and put a vodka oh, in absolutely. it and they don't check? Yeah, well... Allegedly. What you do? All right. So this is like, all right, I've got this shit like mastered. Yeah. Okay, tell again. me. All I right. want to learn from the master. Right, tell me from so the like, master. What you do is you, when you have a bag, make sure you've got one that only has like one opening. So right. they're not checking every zipper. You know, yeah, all that because nonsense. they're not going to do that. They're just going to look at the big opening and call it a day. Bam. And that's, the, and that's exactly. <laughs> Bam. Even Deuce so, isn't a fucking idiot. And, you know, you do that. And then t- to second that, you also... Um, have it open and ready as soon as yeah, you Yeah, just be up, like, just hey, like, so they're going to look in the one spot and then be like, oh, great, yeah, done. Because no, I mean, those motherfuckers don't want to check anything more than they have well, to. Well, I mean, I'm not. Allegedly. I mean, I don't think my deeds are, I mean, yeah, they're illegal, I guess. But at the same time, it's one of those things. Like, all right, so, yeah. And it's, and it's really funny, too, because, like, even before I had read The Dark Side of Disney, I had always heard from stories of, like, you know, like friends, parents, and uh, other people, like from around town, that like back in the day, like they would like take acid at Disney World, like in like the eighties and stuff, See, like when I they were in I their twenties. I can't even imagine that. Like, like I yeah. can't imagine and, and taking a drug like that and then sitting there and being like, oh, oh yeah, okay, and then be tripping balls. Original Epcot on acid would be like a fucking hoot. That would be so. Well, cool. hopefully, we'll talk to yeah. Hoot later. Oh, Maybe yeah. he can even explain that to us. But he, yeah. oh. Pfft. Oh, you think Hoot's been they, on the train? You think oh, Hoot's who, been on who the acid train? Who, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, actually, he, I know he doesn't like smoking weed. Because I'd asked him. <laughs> yeah, you you know everybody on the crew. You're like, uh, this cast member loves smoking weed. This cast member said no. No, exactly. Um, Wh- which, by the way, you were a goddamn professional. Excuse my French. When it came to it, you're like, oh, I've got this, and then you pull it out, and you did the thing, and you had the blowtorch, and you're like, <laughs> you were actually, all, you were my like rig next sucks, level. actually yeah. too, which is the funny thing. That torch is broken. Oh yeah, you were like <laughs> that next torch level. Is, like, oh my god, like, like that this torch kid, is not broken. Not only is he the highest man at Disney, yeah. he knows how to do his shit. Well, and the the other thing about it too is, is like, yeah. I do that stuff sometimes, maybe. Allegedly. Yeah, Allegedly. Yeah. Well, I mean, acting's a thing. Yeah, acting's a thing. You can totally act high at Disney. Oh, you know, yeah. It's not illegal to act high at Disney. Well, and I, it's so blazing Allegedly. out. You always wear sunglasses anyway, so it's, oh, not, true, like, yeah. it's not like you're like, dude. Yeah, no. when you came in with those glasses, because you got regular glasses on, yeah. and you, your eyes were so slanted, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I know Logan's already ready to go. Oh, I was sure. like, I got to I, – like I said, I had to walk over to his friends and grab him because I'm like, this guy's ready for an interview. He's ready to talk. Oh, yeah, for sure. All about it. Yeah. What was your favorite part of the documentary? Uh, probably Hoot's part. Just really? Because I love that dude. Yeah, it's my yeah. buddy. I thought it'd be you flipping the bird to everybody because I've heard you got the biggest reaction out of that. I'm telling you right now tonight. Oh, I think yeah. the biggest. I, I remember that. The See, biggest reaction once, we're gonna get yeah. tonight is when you flip the bird to everybody while you're crying. Like I'm waiting for that, <laughs> and I almost want to get audio of it because I think every because I'm not gonna lie. Like when that started, like I was I was kind of depressed for I you. I hate that song. Yeah. Like I hate that's actually that's my least favorite part. <laughs> well, the thing that hurt my. I, I, Feelings, yeah. or I shouldn't say hurt my feelings, but like touch me, which you're like, when I leave Disney, I'm so depressed. You're like, I just, I don't feel good when I leave Disney. Yeah, no, and yeah, no, I, it's it's not it's probably because you're coming down, but <laughs> that's like ninety percent zing of it. zing. But you're like, no, I'm and so that's depressed that, when that I leave definitely Disney. takes yeah. a you know, and that's the funny thing too is like I even say it in the movie though, like 
you do that for X amount of time and it gets old quick. Yeah. Also. So yeah. it's like another reason why you shouldn't do it, kids. Yeah, exactly. Don't do it because it's going to make you feel bad. But you're like, well, no, so I would say, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I mean, there's other factors in in that yeah, feeling yeah, also, yeah. of course. But, but you're yeah. like, I feel so depressed when I leave. And then you talk, you oh, talk so much about Christopher Cross. And I love him. He's a king of Yacht Rock. He really is. Oh, no, nah, dude. McD- McD's the king of Yacht oh, Rock. Okay, okay. I'll give you that. McD's is king. Michael Let me McDonald's rephrase that. Or... He is the king of Yacht Rock at the Eat to the Beat at, at Epcot. Let's I just put it found that way. a Steely Dan uh, vinyl for like two bucks. What? Saint- yeah, it was first. Wow. Yeah, I got Katie lied for two bucks. Are you beat, shitting me? It's beat up a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, they also had uh, Taking It to the Streets, Doobies, which is the first uh, McDonald Doobie yeah. Brothers album, but... I only, wow. I only had like two bucks. So. <laughs> wow. Well, I'll tell you right now, man. Like w- when you go and you're seeing, you're, you're singing the song because, of course, they couldn't for licensing rights. Oh, right and I'm, I'm, yeah. I may or may not be going to see a Shaka Khan tomorrow. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka yeah. Khan. Well, yeah. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, oh yeah. No, man. But like when you do that whole scene with you with that, I was like, man, oh, like, I felt so bad. I, I see it. the tear run down. And I felt so bad. Like, my heart was breaking for you until you flipped that bird. I'm like, all right, we're all right. Like, we're cool. Like, can I give you a little fist bump right oh, now? Because yeah. I felt like I felt so bad for you the whole time. I'm like, oh, man, I feel so bad for this kid. And then I see you flipping the bird. You're oh, like, okay, you're in on the joke. Me. You're don't, in on the joke. Don't yeah. feel bad for me for doing my thing because, you know what, like, yeah, hard drugs have side effects, so don't take No them. shit. Don't, t- yeah. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what they tell you in D.A.R.E. at school is that hard drugs have Dare side effects. D.A.R.E. told me mushrooms would kill me, though, and a bunch of other BS. Which, well. So it's like it's muddled for sure. But uh, that's also probably a good thing. Just, yeah. tell, just tell the kids, like, yeah, you'll die. It's kind of like sex ed where they told you if you had sex and got pregnant, you died. Like, you know, it's just to well, go ahead and just make sure you don't do it. That does happen. Yeah, well, yeah. So <laughs> right on. Well, but. it was really, really cool, and I actually like that, that you got to hang out with your family. Like, because you emailed them, you're like, look, you guys are like my family, and I want to hang out with you, and I thought that was really, really cool. Oh, I'm I'm psyched. Like, you guys, I can't even describe why me and Leonard are close, because it's just like... It's like next level. Well, like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, that dude, like, you know, there's some stuff I can't tell my parents <laughs> for obvious yeah. reasons, so I go to him, and I need, like, real, Life t- real talk yeah. dude advice yeah man so well no offense and, and we'll say that on the podcast you got to have guys in your life that you can have real talk with like oh. you have man talk oh, like hey sure. man i've got this problem i got this situation i need somebody to talk to and you need to have somebody like that and that, that you got logan i would actually recommend that. getting counseling because then it's not biased in any form but continue. yeah but that shit's expensive yes not it everybody's is. got health care yeah so. <laughs> good old health insurance well yeah. all right well, brother, it has been yep. amazing. It's been Take awesome it to have you on. And thank you have so much. Have fun at the screening. Catch oh, y'all man. later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see you, brother. <laughs>